0: This is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. Welcome to our third episode. I'm Lane Ingram. I'm happy to be here. I'm rocking a new shirt with Kamala on it. Ooh. And I've got friends in low places. Uh-huh. One of them happens to be the other host of this show, Daniel Thurman. Daniel, my dude, how are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, I think I've successfully recovered since last week to a degree. But every time I see a news uh, headline come up on my phone, I kind of crumble a little bit. But I think I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. I mean, I'm excited about tonight's show. Yeah. Um, but to your point, right, I was going to make a tweet today that said we can't even really celebrate the the win because we have to worry about the coup. We have to worry about the ballots and we have to worry about the Pentagon firings. We got to worry about the wall going up. Um, I will say... I've the last two nights I've actually slept. I've actually slept. That's good. Because there's there's at least some hope, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. There's at
0: least some hope, I think, right? What do you yeah. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope. I mean, there's there's a lot of good that came out of uh last week. Um I think we'll we'll talk about uh some of it tonight, which is Which is good and exciting. Um, But yeah, I think there's also a lot to worry about, and there's a lot of rebuilding in this country. So it's, I think we can't lose sight of one or the other, but I think that that's hard for us sometimes because we just want to, you know, celebrate. I took uh, Saturday and just celebrated. I think a lot of people did. And then I woke up Sunday, like I felt like I was hungover because I'm like, (laughs) all right, party's over. Now there's a lot more work to do. So I think that's just where we're at
0: we didn't really celebrate. I wouldn't say we took a deep breath, you know, or we took a breath Mm -hmm. and we were excited. We hugged and we high-fived, but we didn't do it like we would have if we weren't in a pandemic. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you turn around and it's like, just because you're losing doesn't make it, make it not valid. So that's something I'm having a hard time with. I'm kind of mad about that today, Mm -hmm. Uh, but overall, Yeah man, we won though. Yeah. We won. Remember what I told you last week? It's like if we win, Kamala Harris (laughs) is gonna be our vice president, I'm gonna do something crazy on this show. And do you wanna know what I'm gonna do?
1: (laughs) What are you gonna do?
0: You wanna know what I'm gonna do?
1: (laughs) I'm gonna show up with a
0: pimple. (laughs) Kidding (laughs) but it's a good thing that this is an audio podcast, and I would like to throw out there to everyone. Feel free to only listen to this episode. (laughs) You don't have to go to our YouTube for this one. We want you to love listening to us uh, because there is a bright red beacon on my face. Anyway, back (laughs) to the show.
1: There's actually twinsies tonight because I got one on my neck right now, so we have, like, twins zits for everyone so yeah maybe we should just just listen to this one
0: (laughs) just listen to this one it's fine (laughs) okay but my shirt though uh, you I guess I I don't know how you see my shirt if you don't but (laughs) look at this though
1: oh it's beautiful I enjoy that it's
0: beautiful
1: yeah I gotta get me one of those
0: it feels great can you even believe it really that's a that's a shining happy moment that's a shining happy moment You know, as we get into talking about the, the, the topic tonight, which the title of the show is first, this is, this is so huge in so many ways. And I wanted to buy a shirt on Tuesday night, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as they called it Saturday at 1130,
1: I said, I got to get on Amazon. And so I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot to be happy for. I mean, I think, uh, I, I'm not probably the biggest fan of Biden, but uh, I obviously am, am in support of democracy, so I'm, I'm not happy with Trump. So I'm really happy for a win. But I I feel um, really joyous about Kamala. And I feel uh, excited about the symbolism of her taking on that role and what it says to so many people. It's that, you know, the, the ceiling-shattering moments – that none of us forget. And it changes what people do after they see something like that. And what always gets me is when um, the cameras would pan um, into the audience and there would be, I remember this young girl, she might have been like, you know four or five years old and she's on top of her mom's shoulders and a little black girl on top mm-hmm. of her African American black mother and they're crying together you know and it's like yep. i don't even know if the the little girl obviously understood totally what was going on but she knew that there was something so significant she'll never forget that um and that yep. that's rippled across so many different people so that was that was pretty amazing yeah
0: yeah another moment i i just felt like millions of people's lives got a lot better in an instant Mm -hmm. you know yeah and that is the that that's what really has impacted me and that's why I it's hard for me to understand how we can be so selfish you know Mm -hmm. because literally literally millions of people are going to get the basic things basic you know and we can ensure basic rights you know we're talking about human rights and so No, I I think in a country of 350 million people, should we have had two white 70 year olds as our two finalists? No, that is not representative of our country. Um, they don't understand, they can't understand, um, the breadth of diversity that we have here just, just because of who they are. Um, but with Kamala, you know, I mean, you just start to see, you can see the cracks. It's happening mm-hmm. and, and it is, and it is beautiful and it's hard to not be emotional about it. It's hard to not think about what it means for all little girls and especially little black girls, little brown girls. I mean, it is, it's a special time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll wear this shirt proudly um, as a man, as a black man, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, wear it, I'll wear it proudly because this is. This is a moment that it's as big as biggest as Barack to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your family feel right now?
0: We're. I mean, the thing is, to be honest, we're kind of all back to COVID. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. We're just we're back to cra- back back to mm-hmm. COVID, and it's and it's worse a little, you know. So, yeah, I think everybody's happy, but it's hard to focus on that when you have this idiot who won't you know like some sense of decorum and the enablers are just outrageous yeah so yeah it feels successful a little week, right yeah <laughs> yeah we we won yeah. but like
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. people got to be looking out right now that's for sure um i mean yeah. i think there's there's so much that can still happen people can't people can't get tired people can't get sleepy uh you know, really? I think we all need to have our wits about us and um, still fighting. And Georgia is going to be a huge battleground come January and leading up to it and really figuring out who's going to do the better job of mobilizing their voters. So I'm hoping um, Stacey yep. Abrams has done a fantastic job in Georgia and is really getting a lot of the respect that she's been owed since uh, she took on voter suppression um, in, in Georgia a couple of years ago. I'm hoping all the pieces get in place. I'm hoping that folks from Atlanta turn out and the suburbs turn out, and uh, the Senate can can go and flip Democrat because it, it'll have major implications on what the Biden administration can actually do. But all it change everything. Yeah,
0: it'll yeah. change everything, mm-hmm. and it's pie in the sky a little, but not really. Yeah, I mean they're mobilizing, and uh, I saw a story today come out where they said it's suspected that they had some people in the race just to try to siphon off voters. Uh, and that's, that's unfortunate. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And I think people are, I think people are upset, you know, people yeah. are upset and anger can drive you to the polls. I mean, we, ha- there's, there's people that need things to change. And if we were to take control of the Senate, I mean, that is things will get done. I mean, think about the equality act, just that alone. It's been in the Senate since May of 19, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. And then the last thing, okay, this is my last thing. Then we can talk about our then we can get to the show. This is one of the most offensive things to me that they've done. This million MAGA march. I mean I, I'm sorta of pissed off about that. And one because how dare you name it that? Like you white men need to be oppressed that bad.
1: Is this a new thing? You're gonna mark I haven't it's heard of to- it. Yet.
0: It's it's Saturday the fourteenth of November. They're doing a million maga march. Ugh. I mean, does that not sound like one the grossest thing you've ever heard? Two, you need to be oppressed that bad. What mm-hmm. you marching for?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What you what what's being taken from you? What you marching for? And then they want to call it the mil, the the million maga march. I mean, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's rude. And um You don't get to make a play on words of something that actually means something to um, an entire population of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, the other thing, I mean, they're, they're, they're
1: ridiculous. So I have not heard heard about that. I have not heard that yet. No. What's your reaction? Uh, It's disgusting. It's disgusting, but it's so predictable because I think this, this administration, and I think a lot of the followers of Trump, um, and we talked about this last week a little bit too maybe not as much as it needs to be talked about but there is a um the republican party is strongly still rooted in white supremacy and um it may not mean that every single person that votes for trump feels strongly about or has um very strong over uh racist um ways about them but i think they're in there and i think that that's a big foundation and so i I think you're right when you talk about you know their uh, their conceptualization of oppression and turning it around as if they are the oppressed which is absolutely fundamentally technically impossible um but that is the sense of a lot of those followers and of that administration and it's scary Um, I think it's quite scary right now because they're in a position of power to do things that we're not even sure of right now. We don't even know if they're going to start flipping electoral college votes right now. And I think that's a a, a, it's a huge concern of mine. Um, But but they're taking over the language, uh, the history the emotion of the oppressed and and we've seen that in you know history many oh. many times and it's it's absolutely gross and should not be stood for and we need to have more people angry because there's fear that's coming to the polls and there's anger and i think we got to yeah. drum up the anger and we have to also drum up some of the positivity and the good emotion too of um of hope right yeah
0: Right. It, that. It's interesting. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I brought it up, and I'm glad that you had a chance to react because, I mean, it's that, that's a hard one, a little bit to swallow. It should be, you know,
1: it should be. I mean, think All about, this stuff should be. Think so about hard to real, Think about
0: the the real struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're mad because people might get to make their own choice about their own body. Mm-hmm. You to march across the country for that. What if you just don't do it? So anyway, I mean, yeah. so that's a, yeah. that's what we're dealing with. Like we can't just, no, we can't just move forward. But you know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. we can't bask in how hard we worked and how much we suffered. Not that we're these big victims, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It happened in record number. We mm-hmm. can't even bask in that because for the first time ever, we can't get a concession. Now, all of a sudden, the usual channels to call the election – aren't usual. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you, you try to take things away from people, you know, when you can. And I, I think about that for Kamala too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and I'm, and I'm happy about the way that they're handling this because they're not, they're not giving it any attention. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we have to try to do. Yeah. But.
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, On that note, maybe we should move over a little bit, too, to some of the positives that came out of last week, which, after we started to tally it up, was crazy, which is why we decided to do tonight's show on first, right? So the first First. of first. So how many times do you remember in your lifetime seeing a first and the impact that that had, just like we talked about Kamala and that impact, that ripple effect that's going to last for generations. We're going to be talking about Kamala like we're going to talk about Barack for – for hundreds of years. Um, it, it just means something that I don't even think all of us can fully comprehend on a on a holistic level and a personal level. So uh, there was a lot of those, a lot of them, uh, the other night on election night. So um, we thought it would be important to recognize and give a shout out to those folks that really made a difference um, and are going to make a big difference in all of our lives.
0: I mean, that's just, a, I mean, that's, Really, it, the more people in office that that represent mm-hmm. us, the country, that are speaking really, uh, you know, when it really starts to represent us. I love when we look at the Democratic, or, I'm sorry, when we look at the Democratic um, House, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you, and then you look at the Republican House. I mean, I love it. And you can see the country mm-hmm. on the Democratic side, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then on the other side, you see people who are just making decisions. You know, not for the right reasons. So, about these people, we had nine Democratic and nine Republican Native American women who ran for Congress. Yeah,
1: awesome. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. In two thousand and eighteen, only two.
0: Oh, you are going?
1: Yeah. I well, know. I was yeah, just yeah. I was just giving an add on to that because in two thousand and eighteen, I think this is important, right? Only two Native American women ran for Congress, and this year eighteen which is incredible. So there's something going on right now uh and it is so important for us to be able to acknowledge that and celebrate that.
0: Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see in New Mexico they elected two indigenous women in Congress and three women of color to the House.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I've never been in New Mexico, but that's like when COVID breaks, I think that's the first US state I'm going to go to. That or Delaware, I'm not sure. So, I don't know, we'll see. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by New Mexico. I think it's a beautiful landscape, and I I like to be outside. But like, I'm going anywhere that's got their government situated and and, you know has a has a good uh, handle of things and and their diversity. Dude, my
0: travel, my countrywide travel is based on that damn map. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at that map. Like these are the places I'm going, and these are the places that will never get my money.
1: (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah.
0: What did Oklahoma do? Let's see. They elected the first Muslim non-binary lawmaker.
1: To their yeah. state legislature, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, right? This is this is one of the things that surprised me, and I, hopefully, folks will will pick up on this too as we go through this list. Is that there's going to be some areas that, for me at least, surprised me that I would be thinking it would be like you know, obviously like New York and California, um, some of the yeah. the more like progressive states, a little bit north uh, northeast and northwest. Right. So it was really surprising. Montana. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's <laughs> no. really surprising. Say, we can't be mean. We don't want to be mean. Okay, uh, but no, we'll but you man know, man. Oklahoma yeah. really surprised me. You know that not only uh uh they they uh, elected a a Muslim but a non binary person to their legislature, which is incredible. Oklahoma, so props to Oklahoma. Awesome. And props then to Oklahoma, yeah. Florida, uh, first openly cl- uh, queer black woman elected, which is pretty awesome. Missouri, sweet. yeah, Missouri elected its first black congresswoman, which is crazy to me. I can't even really wrap my head around that, that that we're celebrating that as a first right now, um, but that's progress, uh, that's that's huge progress. 2020, mm-hmm. huh. right?
0: 2020, you're right. Well, Tennessee elected their two first openly gay LGBTQ legislators. Wow. That's See, sweet. Tennessee, the South. Further yep. South.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep and Georgia 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 had a couple right so we had the first openly gay state senator um who was reelected and then the first openly gay state representative so i'm telling you Georgia is on the move right now so i'm 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 looking to january i'm i'm hoping they're going to deliver uh even more but really impressed with Georgia um and a lot of that goes Georgia's to, on my mind is on your map is on my mind is see on, what i did there oh. <laughs> Georgia Georgia. Ooh, I've never heard you sing. You have a really good singing voice. Uh, karaoke king. Mm. Did not know. I don't think I've ever done karaoke with you. I don't. Mm, yeah, or I don't actually. remember. I don't have memories of it.
0: <laughs> we. I don't know how we're ever going to do it again, but we could get in the market of disposable uh, mic covers. Uh, due to COVID, that okay. could be a business idea. Okay. So, anyway, when we get okay. out of here.
1: Okay.
0: I'm. I'm. I'm there okay. with you. Back to the list. Mm-hmm. Who you got? New York. Yeah. New York. Yeah. New York elected two openly gay black men to Congress, including the first queer, Afro, Latinx official to
1: serve in the U.S. Congress. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, New York, which I would think ha- would New have York. done this like 20 years ago, and maybe I'm giving too much credit to New York or, or I don't know, the electoral system. But this is the, the first two openly gay black men in Congress in new york like that just seems crazy right like I, i've grown up with you know black people and gay people and trans people and it just blows my mind that these are the first so um it's it's striking to me but i so proud that people are, are shattering these ceilings right now so that's new york yeah and then hawaii elected its first openly but, on, yeah. but
0: one one other thing about that i mean it says something about the people that are voting for them too. I mean, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I mean, yeah. when you're, and so okay. I, when I saw them, cause I saw, I saw it on Twitter, you know, when they, when they won and I was like, wow, that's so great. And I was kind of affected like, Oh, I wish it wasn't so, but I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, because people have to be willing to vote and you have to be willing to put it out there like that. You know, and think about, think about Pete Buttigieg. I mean, he was, Think of the role model that he is Mm -hmm. right now for so many. Right. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that about those guys.
1: Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, Hawaii as well elected its first openly LGBTQ legislature. That was a legislator, uh, which was huge. Vermont. Vermont elected its first transgender state legislator. So now we got the trans folks coming on board, which is awesome. Mind-blowing to me. Absolutely mind-blowing that this is happening right now and to such a degree because it keeps going. And what what happened in Kansas, Lane?
0: Kansas elected their first transgender legislator who also happens to be Native American.
1: Right, crazy.
0: And Delaware, where you want to visit, Mm -hmm. also elected their first transgender U.S. senator. I mean, trans people are... Making it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just crazy. It's, it's just, um, it's overwhelming. I got goosebumps talking about this right now just to see this happening to such an extent. I remember, like, I don't know, 10 years ago in my life, I didn't think that transgender was going to be... Uh, Like the next gay, I thought it would be out of my lifetime or would be at the end of my lifetime that I would actually see there such progress for the trans community. And now we're seeing one by one by one trans folks being elected to uh, high level government positions elected by our people, which is just overwhelming, overwhelming to see. So this year it's happening. Uh, uh, Well, between 2018 and 2020, on this note, LGBTQ elected officials grew by 41%. So in two years' time, two years' time, people that are representing our community, our tribe, our LGBTQ brothers and sisters, uh, grew by 41%. Just outstanding. Um, So there's a shift not only, I think, to your point, Lane, um, in who's voting, and what people are voting for, but I think also yep. the willingness of people that um, are out about their identities, um, willing to be out about their identities as a politician, which wasn't so accepted before, and people that are willing to put their personal identities on the line to have an impact on the rest of our lives, um, to to, ter- to carry out the law in the way that uh, we're voting for. And, yep. and that's just a really beautiful human thing um, when that happens at such a rate. So um, I think you know, taking, taking time today to, to commemorate them, uh, to honor them, to recognize them, to hold them up for all of us to be aware of them, to do our research, to reach out, to offer our help and to continue to keep doing this. Um, And for, for anyone else that's got an idea in their head that this may be something that they want to do or that they never would have dreamed of doing before, but now they're like, you know what, I could actually do that. There's, you know hundreds and thousands of more people now that can come up because of all these people that have shattered these ceilings um, just beautiful thing,
0: yeah, and I think i'm really- I really am affected by the fact that they were voted into office, and that again shows it goes back to even before the election we were talking about there's more of us than there are of them, and there's more of us that want everybody that think it's okay for everybody to just be themselves. There's more of us that um that are for equality, that understand mm-hmm. that equality doesn't mean oppression. So mm-hmm. um that that's that's one thing that does have me hopeful when we look at a list like that. Yeah. Because in a place like Vermont, in a place like, you know, when you get to down south, right? These are these are big moments. Um and these people will come before before the next, but there are people that came before them too mm-hmm. right' mm-hmm. The, the the trailblazers, yeah. especially those those elected officials who who are transgender i mean there were, there are were people that came before them that really made it so you and I can do this show
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm. um, and I think we should talk about some of them too.
1: Yeah, we absolutely should be talking about them, right um, and how often do we get a chance to to do this, um to do it together, to just have a conversation and to remember and to honor. And then I think to do it with an audience is um is super important anytime we can do that. I think that's what continues to help us grow, continues to support people that are blazing these trails uh for the rest of us. Um I you know, I was starting to look into this a little bit when um you and I were having this conversation initially and and you know I had some thoughts about who I thought might be um you know the first of uh, of folks, um, but there there's a lot more than I was aware of, and I feel really ashamed to admit that being a trans person and an out trans person, so, you know, I, I consider myself a strong advocate for the trans community and the LGBT community, but I I didn't know um, a lot of the folks that have paved the way for me. So this was a great education uh, for myself to go into and, and to look a little bit more um, into who set some of these things in motion for me to be able to be myself and not only be, um, a a trans male with the resources to do this, but also then adopt a security and a, and a pride of being trans. Um, and, and we owe it a lot to these folks a lot. I agree. And they,
0: you don't realize to your point from earlier 10 years ago, you never thought that it, you know, you didn't think it would get to this point. I only started, I don't want to say only, but you know, we're at almost 4 years to when I really started thinking about it actually and um I I couldn't even see the future. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't see my future. What was it, what was that going to look like? How how was I going to get along in the world? And we do we do have to do our part in learning our history. We do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean we have to make sure that we take the time to understand who did what so that we can do what we're doing and this this show this show is important this episode is important because without these people right there there wouldn't be the access these people wouldn't be in office mm-hmm. they just wouldn't be right. because somebody you know just like in all in in every other civil rights situation you know somebody somebody had it worse before us right um should we talk about our trans trailblazers we have a little list we could talk about
1: yeah yeah let's do it let's do it i think we should you want to start you go first um all right so i think um you know someone that's really important to, to recognize and remember, um, and this is going back before many of us were probably ever alive. Uh, I, I know for me, I was not alive at this time, but it was uh, an individual that um, I had studied uh, a while back in my undergrad program um, that was a, a, a new story to me. Um, and it was Christine Jorgensen, who happened to be the first uh, person in the United States to undergo publicly um, trans um, reassignment surgery. Um, and this really happened without this um without Christine's consent. She uh, went to Denmark, I believe it was in nineteen fifty two or nineteen fifty three went to Denmark to have the surgery because we weren't having any surgeries uh, conducted in the United States at that point, and successfully underwent the surgery. well, um the press got a hold of it and um, kind of, went into her uh, hospital room and wanted to start reporting on this. And it was it was really overwhelming for Christine, and, and she felt very uncomfortable with it. But what ended up happening when she got back to the U.S. and realized that this wasn't going away is she took control of that narrative. And um, this is interesting. I think it was episode one, lane we were talking a little bit about, just started to touch on, on your story and how public you went with your transition, I think partly because, um, and it was a choice you made, because you were already... Uh, pretty well known in the community and so you were already public and the transition was probably going to end up being public to some extent and you use that platform to uh, tell your story and pave the way and educate others which is such a powerful decision and not everyone maybe has that opportunity or the 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 mental ability at that point to do it um, but um, you know Christine in 1952, it's hard for me to imagine what that decision was like, but she owned it and she came back and she started to tell Mm -hmm. her story. And she actually received a lot of fame um, and an honorable recognition for it. And and to this day became really the first well-known figure in the United States to actually medically transition, which is so powerful. That's, it's
0: an incredible story. Mm -hmm. And if you think of people that we consider trailblazers now, janet mock laverne cox they come behind her mm-hmm. you know right i mean she, there's there there's something to be said about taking control of your of your story um and trans people often don't have that um they don't have that that chance they don't have that choice mm-hmm. and and her certainly and so i think i think if if you if you have the chance to do that or if you can or if that's what 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 feels right for you um you do that but people try to take that away from us because they don't understand you know or or they have hate or they're you know i mean so i i love that story i'm a little taken aback a little bit actually
1: yeah did have you heard of, of christine before this just heard
0: of I. I we did a, a thing at, at my job, and I've heard her name. That's it, and that's on me. Just like you said, we have to know our own history. How do I not know that? I I know about Lily Elbe. Um, who? Yeah, I
1: don't know much about Lily. Had you mentioned a, her, and I didn't didn't have much of a. So they made a
0: it. they made a movie, um, and it was called The Danish Girl, and basically, she ended up having sex reassignment surgery, like in the. 1930s or something like that. Um, and she made it through the surgery. That's what they showed in the movie. She made it through the surgery, but she didn't make it very long. Like they just didn't have the, you know, the the, the tools to keep uh, her alive. So, so there was you a know, death lost too much from blood.
1: complications of the surgery. Correct. Was
0: from complications. You know, it was, it was rare. She did at that time. Um, but that touched me because you're watching someone who was born male you know, in a place overseas where that wasn't okay. Um he was married at the time when he you know, and um the person that the person that that Lily was married to was great but also not. I mean she so got to see all of it, you know? And it was based off of a true story. So
1: hmm. that's that's that the was, Danish that was girl, good for me. right? I remember when the that mainstream. came out, mm-hmm. and i i don 't know if I even realized this is horrible i don't know if I even realized there was a trans story in that, which is crazy. i didn't realize it either. I wonder if that was a bit hidden in the 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 advertisement and marketing for it. you know I think in my mind yeah. um, when you had said it i'm like, oh yeah, i think um I think that was a lesbian film, but I clearly got my LGBTQ labels, uh, mixed up or I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I feel. And I
0: just kind of happened upon it. Like I can't even remember how I, I think I, you know, was kind of flipping through, I don't know, whatever it was on Netflix or something. And I read the description. And I thought, huh. huh. And as we we're watching it, I'm like, <laughs> cause it, it, you're right. It didn't, it didn't lead me to think I'm getting ready to watch a trans story. Yeah. Now that I think about it, but I probably should have known. I think it. Was, I think it's pretty popular. So,
1: and, and actually, and I, I apologize if I didn't catch it when you said it. Was this when you watched the movie? Was it when you were transitioned, transitioning, or prior to even considering transitioning?
0: Transitioning, but ah. it was early. Like you know, it would be November of 2016. I really realized and had you know started to tell the people around me decided, you know, figured I had to go get therapy, right. I started therapy like December 16 and somewhere in there, December, January, February, um, I started T in February of the next year. And so somewhere in there I watched it and it was just so, wow. I just was, it was impactful, but also kind of like, eesh.
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's just, that's crazy to, you know, to be able to have, When when I was transitioning, I don't think there was really any movies about um, trans folks, Um, not not at least you know Hollywood mainstream. So that's that's crazy to be Mm -hmm. in transition and then have this thing that is telling part of your story, right? And that's that's great. Hmm. I mean, but think
0: about what we have now. Think about Pose.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, I love Pose. Pose is fantastic. (laughs) I mean,
0: did you did you ever watch
1: Hollywood yet? Uh, No, I have not seen Hollywood yet.
0: No. You're going to want to watch Hollywood. That's another good one. Okay. Um, Okay. I mean, we've we've got some stuff going. And that, again, it all ties into the people are voting. There's an audience that has to watch this. And uh, there's also the population of us. I mean, think about how many of us are are walking around, you know, that people are unaware or Mm -hmm. that, you know, don't self-identify or, you know what I mean, are stealth. I mean, so we still get to vote. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Right And I think you know one of the things that um, a lot of research has told us now, looking back on the gay civil rights movement is that what changed uh, what changed public's perception or acceptance of gay people was the, the the mere simple fact of people getting to know a gay person or Recognizing a family member was gay, or a neighbor, or a best friend, or a classmate, or mm-hmm. whoever it is. Right? It was the the recognition of someone that doesn't identify as being homosexual. Getting to know someone and recognizing that they're a good human being. Um, that was what the, it was the the more people that, that came thing. out. You know, that's how it worked. That was the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So the more people you know. Um, the more you're comfortable with that Ilka folk. And, and I think that we're starting to see that maybe why the trans movement is moving so quickly and well beyond what I thought and probably what a lot of other people thought is because there's more people now that are coming out as trans and having this conversation and having this new, um, nomenclature around it where we have words. We have words and identity. I, when, when I was going through this, transgender was not the term. It was transsexual. And, and that's even yeah. shifted in the past 20 years. Um, You know, so there's just a lot that's, that's shifting. Um, you know, we're open to, to non-binary, uh, people don't have to have specific gendered pronouns. Um, I mean, there's just so much that's happening and I think it's because more and more and more people are are coming out. And, and I think you always make such a great point of that's, it's an individual choice and not everyone wants that. Not everyone's in that place and it might change throughout one's lifetime. Um, but when people can, it is powerful. Part of the reason that we're just doing the show is to be able to put more of these words out there, more of these conversations out there too for folks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I uh, like your shirt, by the way. Is it just gray?
1: It is just gray. It is. It's gray. There's a, a message strong on gray. That. It's, it's a strong a, gray. <laughs> it's a this yes. This and is, it fits you. Uh huh. <laughs> This is my uh, my activist shirt right here. This is like there's just too many words to put on the shirt, so it's like whatever you need it to be. That's what this is. It's a it's a All blank the slate. All the words. Uh-huh. And, uh, it also helps to show off the zit tonight too, because I think it's important that you know <laughs> we're we're real.
0: <laughs> I uh, I love I love what you just said, and I want people to to just know if however you. However you live your life mm-hmm. is the is the best way you can live your life. And I and I wanna make sure that I don't make anybody ever feel like you have to come out in a certain way, right? All you have to do is be you. That is all you have to do. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be you. Um and
1: on that note, mm, that's- we have another person that's on our list that um, that you and I had both um, come up with, um, but for two different reasons, and that's Jazz Jennings. I, I was introduced to Jazz through a children's book, um, which okay. um, was really really awesome for me, and um, it it to me it was like. We're now starting to tell the story to young people. We're letting young people know that this is okay or that you might come across this or you might be this or you might feel this. And it was written, it was co-written by Jazz. Um, I don't know how old she was at the time and I don't want to make a guess, but she was very, very young um, when she began to transition through the support of her family and very young when she wrote this book uh, so that other young people had an understanding of who she was and could also help uh, folks, but then you had another connection, or or you came across jazz in a different way that I I haven't even uh, plugged into yet. And how was that?
0: I didn't know that you hadn't plugged into this side yet. Get this. Mm-hmm. So I'm trans as I'm transitioning early on 2017, 18. I'm like trying to find all the information I can, all the documentaries, all the shows, all the everything. And so we find this show, all that jazz. And I'm like, what is this? And it's about this little girl and her family. And it was really great. And I, and I watched it with my two girls. It's documentary. Um, no, it's a, it was a show, but I was, you know, I was looking for documentaries like that. She, she there was a show on like, TLC um, for seasons. Wow. Um, and, and we right. watched it and it was great. It, you know, it, it showed the parent, it showed siblings. It, it, it did, you know, interviews one-on-one. It was like a reality show, but following her life as she was trying to transition and, Getting surgery and wanting to, you know, take hormone blockers and, you know, first dates and liking boys and having older brothers and I mean, it's it was good to watch even being a grown up, um, but it was good for my kids to watch too to kind of see that this is happening in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and because I can imagine as a kid if your parent tells you, <laughs> you know, that that's something to that's something to try to really you have to grapple with and so we were trying to make sure that we could get them as much information as we could also
1: yeah that's so great that's so great that you guys were able to use that as um kind of a connection point to you know not everything has to be a conversation around the dinner table it can just be exposure it can just be you know modeling it can just be uh you know, adding perspective to uh, someone's yep. you know narrow lens that they just haven't been exposed to it yet. So that's that's really cool to hear how how your family. I always think about your family as just like um, your immediate family, just very accepting, very open. You know, like didn't need that, but I think everyone needs that. You know, I think it's um, um, everybody just needs that. It's helpful. Yeah.
0: Well, and I. One of our one of our issues, one of our uh, t- uh, episodes is going to be on family. You know, one of our episodes is going to be on family, and we'll talk about that. And I've been thinking about it for for a while now. But it's it's important that we keep educating them, mm-hmm. and it's important that even the people that are the most supportive, you know, or that we that that have been the most supportive, that they understand that this is a thing that is going to continue. I mean, it, it's a lifetime. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to keep you have to keep learning, you have to keep understanding. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and I think it kind of makes me think too, that it's important to remember that every trans person's different. Every gay person's different. Yes. Every black person's different. Every native American's different, that we're all so unique that there's things that are similar. Um, and so there's, you know, there's stories that, that kind of crossweave um, amongst individuals and groups, but uh it's important too for people to be able to see how different trans people live or think, or, um, I had a conversation with, um, a young person today and, um, we had a very honest conversation and she, she wanted to ask me some questions, um, about being trans and, um, you know, just wanted to know, um, you know, uh, surgery questions and, and, and different things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, I'm just letting her know, like, it's okay. It's okay because my story is going to be different than someone else's. So so just make sure yep. that, you know, you do ask and you do trace these stories down and you do inquire and you do... Um, learn more about differences because um, you can't just meet one person and and hear their story and think that it's um, that's what makes a trans person, um, you know, right. um, So it's not all encompassing person. Right. Um, But yeah, just getting more people's stories out there is, is, is so great, which is why these trailblazers um, a lot of times now are out and, and that sets a different, um, it sets a different pace of things happening in the future.
0: Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I want to know something from you. Sure. Sh- should I ask you? Should we? Mo- should we? Should we go there? I want to know. I mean, we're talking about first. It's been a big, big week. Big week. And one thing we didn't mention before I ask you this. One thing we didn't mention. That I think we must. Uh, Joe Biden in his uh, acceptance speech. You know where he came out and said that. You know, yeah, we won. He mentioned trans people. And gay people. I mean, he, that, he's yeah. the first president-elect to actually mention trans people. And that brought tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. It just did. And I'm not saying that – I wasn't like, yay, Joe Biden. He's the greatest thing that we could ever have. But I'm like, hell, yeah, Joe Biden saying trans yeah. in his, yeah. Yeah. his president-elect acceptance speech because, like, you know we exist mm-hmm. because you'll probably let, the, let us serve in the military. Because you understand that healthcare for everybody, right? For everybody. I mean, yeah. so that, yeah.
1: that th- was a big first too. I think that was a good point. And I think it's something that I almost skipped over until you had brought it up. And it's like, yeah, those things are not small. They are so significant no. because anytime we look at leaders, a leader of a, uh, you know, an institution, a leader of uh, a country, those leaders are symbolic and their words matter, whatever Trump says. The words matter so much, and yep. for a president, a leader, um, president-elect, a leader that is um, acknowledging your existence, your existence, my existence, some of the people in our audience's yes. existence, to the world, to the world, that these people exist, we exist, and they deserve the same rights as everybody else. Is it's it, yeah, it's definitely a big. moment that needs to be acknowledged. So I appreciate the fact that um, you honed in on that, and and it it's part of this conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: I, that was one of the moments where I said, I said, yes, Joe. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely. And then the, the news station showed a, a reaction in, I can't remember what community. I want to say downtown San Francisco. Um, they were watching it live. And when he said that, they, they like went nuts. <laughs> like, of course, I mean, it was, yeah. but that's so huge. Yeah. Imagine, that i mean i don't have to imagine the feeling i felt it but like you're watching that and he and the president is actually like trans gay like
1: gay. <laughs> right 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 oh, i mean just think hey. think about the 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 more room and the more opportunity that trans folks just got to come out as trans or eventually will in their lifetime because i i do think that you know Real progress is when people can feel pride in who they are and they want to share that. I think it takes yeah. a long time for oppressed communities and identities to get to that place. Um, I think yeah. there's days you feel the pride and there's days that you're, you're frustrated. But I think we all need to start moving in a way that uh, we in, we embody. Uh, the pride of, of who we are, whatever that might be, especially when there is a, a marginalized piece of your identity that other people told you to keep quiet, it's not right, you don't belong, you don't deserve, um, you don't have the same rights, um, you're this, you're that. When, when you hear that, there's a sense of trauma and ownership of that that we all feel in, in um, a, a marginalized identity. Um, but when we can come back and take that power back, is I think one of the most beautiful human evolutions that we can make in, in ourselves. And so I, I'm really hoping that, um, this episode tonight brings people a little bit closer to that. I hope the show in general does that. And I hope election night did that. And I hope all the first we continue to have, keep pushing people closer and closer and closer to feeling that sense of pride about who they are, especially beautiful trans bodies. Um, Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So back to your question. You had a question. My question, jeez. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my question was just going to be, <laughs> whoa. My question was just going to be, who was your first kind of trans role
1: model? I... I Feel like I have a lot of trans role models now, which is which is really great and surprising. I didn't, you know, I didn't know I collect this many people in the past ten years of my life. But I think the first person that 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 kind of shifted m- my perspective on what trans could look like for me um, was um, his name's Lauren Cameron, and he's a, a photographer out in San Francisco. I was in San Francisco back in, I think it was 2003. I never remember, 2002 or 2003, I had um, my top surgery in San Francisco because there really wasn't that many places in the country to to get it. Um, So I went out to San Francisco for a couple weeks, and I was with my wife, and we were in the Castro, and I went into this... um, gay bookstore, which was in itself so liberating coming from the Midwest and then being out in San Francisco in the early 2000s to see the possibilities. And I came across this book. I picked up this book and it was called uh, Body Alchemy by uh, Lauren Cameron. And if you haven't um, seen it yet, you need to get a copy of this or I'll, I'll send my copy out to you to take a look at this um, or look online at some of the, the photographs that are there but this the book is a photo documentary series of um, female to male trans bodies, and then there's also a pretty large section on um, yeah self portraits of uh, Lauren taking uh, images of himself, and he is a he's a stud, he's a built, tattooed, beautiful trans body that every image just it it just oozes out pride and vulnerability, uh, and strength, and and beauty, and and it was like page after page after page of confirmation of this is what's possible, this is wow. who you are, this is a beautiful thing, you don't need to be a cis male, you know, you are a trans male, and that means so many other things, and you need to feel pride in that, and these individuals individuals feel pride, and it, it and it, it just you know happened to coincide um right when i had my my top surgery and it just it just kicked things off for me it was like all of a sudden i had a new lens that i didn't have before i had a new way of seeing myself a new way of accepting it and it slowly started to put in place a foundation of considering being out and trans you know i mean i was going out to San Francisco to have top surgery because I was getting closer to passing. I was getting closer to passing as a as a, a cis male, <clears throat> and uh, I think that's when it hit me that maybe that's not totally what you want. Maybe that's not who you are. And I think that there's a there's there's something more beautiful to tell your real story. Don't lose that, even though your body is becoming closer to a biological male. Um, I. Th- that, that was definitely I think a, a super pivotal um model uh experience for me in my life. And I was just looking at that book the other day. Actually I was kinda going through when we were talking about the show and came across that book and, and it I was just like immediately emotional from it.
0: So now I was gonna ask you I mean, have you did you look him up any further? Do you I mean
1: Um I don't know what he's doing now. Um, I know that he had a number of um, photography um, projects. I think there was a project that he was working on with his partner, um, but I don't know exactly uh, what he's up to at this point or where he's at. I think
0: that's wonderful that you just walked in there and you happened upon that book. And
1: uh, you know where it is right now? Do I know where the book is right now? Yeah. Yeah, I do downstairs because i opened it up it was it's like it's one of my um it it was it was funny because i brought it back from san francisco and i I wasn't out to everyone in my life it took me many years after that to to become much more publicly Mm -hmm. out um and so it would be this book that i would put in a pretty visual bookshelf in my house um and there would be times that someone would come in that didn't know about me that i'd be like "Hmm, i wonder if they'll you know and sometimes people (laughs) would pick up the book and take a look at it and Hmm, you know um and i and i never knew if it like you know gave me away or outed me or made someone kind of think but it was a it was always like no you keep that book out because that is yep. you and it was my it was a small way of kind of working towards like don't hide don't forget um and and the beauty and the power of accepting yourself and then being able to put that back um you know in front of other people and I just hope everyone eventually in their lives gets that opportunity. It takes time. It takes personal um per, a lot of personal work. Um but it is possible. It's a journey to get there. But that um that book and and, and Lauren's images um and and his telling his story outwardly and the, the other trans men in the book that told their stories outwardly was just just life-changing for me and um I, I think you know when we're talking about first like we are on the show tonight that that's what that means to me it's those moments that change that, that all of a sudden give you yep. a new path that didn't exist before that And that, that book certainly did that for me
0: i think that's incredible it's an incredible story and it's different for everybody you i mean you mm-hmm. walked into a bookstore. And found the book that spoke to you, still speaks to you today. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people, for some people, it's a person. For some people, it's a moment. I mean, I think that's an that's an amazing story, and so, probably the book is doing what he yes. hoped it would do. Just you know, what I mean, it's it's that's that's how it works, right? He came before, and it's happening, and it allowed you to, it gave you it gave you some strength. You know, yeah, I, I think that's yeah incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you can tell your story, tell your story because someone needs yeah. to hear it. And if you're someone that's yeah. not ready to tell your story, go search other people's stories because they're telling it to you. And that's the lesson of this yeah. is that you don't have to be one or the other. Just recognize that. and, and you know, there are stories to be told and there's stories to be heard. Um, wherever you're at, uh, this is survival. Um, you know, it gave me a new opportunity at life. So, so I'm curious now that you throw out this question, I'm curious about, uh, your trans role model. And I'm, and I'm, I'm really curious too about when it happened for you, because as we've talked about uh, a few times, you know, your transition happened relatively recently. Um, so I'm just kind of curious about, when that might've happened, like, did it happen when you were five and then it was repressed? Did it happen, you know, recently, you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just curious. I'm kind of fascinated by right. the differences that you and I have, uh, you know, about transitioning. So, so I'm, I'm looking well, forward to, to this. That's
0: funny. One thing though, is some of the things that you were saying about your story when you were talking about the book, there's sim. I think there's similarities for all of us mm-hmm. in how they affect us and the feelings that they evoke. You know, in our reactions. Because I was thinking in my head, gosh, he's using some of the words I'm going to use. Mm. You know, when I describe my sure. whatever you were saying, the things is like, are you in my head? <laughs> but trans guys I, I am. You? But okay.
1: yeah, that's a that's a different show. <laughs>
0: so when I I did not have a trans role model growing. Up. I don't know that I knew what that was growing up. Uh, as a grown up the way I did, you know, it was in a box and it was at church. So I didn't, wasn't seeing that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So when I was working at LCC with you, um, you might be the first, you're definitely the first trans person I'd call a friend without a doubt. And when you told me, um you know i think it changed both of our lives honestly i think it changed both of our lives because when i think of the trans person that's had the biggest influence in my life or that helped me with a moment of clarity like it's you and it's you because when i when i heard you tell me that it was fine i i mean it was shocking because i didn't know um and not shocking in a bad way, shocking like what <laughs> um, we might have been drinking, I don't know um, but so after that, you know and then and then we we're continuing to be friends, and I'm thinking about my stuff, you know, you just made it real, and that's the best way that I can put it, because the thought can flash into your mind. Like, oh, you know, the first time for me, anyway, the first time I ever actually thought it, I put it away right away. I mean, I just was like what the- <laughs> new, you know, you can't do that. And
1: when was that? Do you
0: think when you had that first thought? Uh, uh, I mean, it was, it was before. Um, It wasn't too, too far before you told me and it was just fleeting. Do you know what I mean? Fleeting like nothing, nothing that would have made me really move forward it was just more of a like there's something off you know you have that and it's like maybe it's this but it's like you can't really think it because maybe I just saw something on the internet you know Uh and I just remember it feeling real I remember being like it's that's that's actually something that is real and he's okay (laughs) and
1: (laughs) Kind of. But you know what I mean? Like he's
0: meaning you're, you're alive and you're well, and you have a job and you have a smile on your face. He's okay. Like it could be real. Somebody loves him, you know, like if the, if the circumstances are right in your life, um, and that's, that's how you feel. It could, it could do it. And I just remember feeling confident that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And that matters to me, you know, because this was a big one
1: yeah.
0: and it felt, um, you know, it's a leap. Mm -hmm. It's a leap. It really is because you're like part of you, maybe part of me was like, maybe you could put the little voice away and not right. Like maybe that's not really it. And you could talk yourself out of it. You could, talk, you could talk yourself out of anything, you mm-hmm. know? Maybe you could just talk yourself out of it, but that's the fear. And, and you know, you, having great friends really helps. You know, you were you were big.
1: Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, I I remember that night so clearly cloudy. <laughs> we yeah. were a little cloudy. I remember every minute, but, you like, know, not. Right. Like,
0: there's the gaps, you <laughs> yeah, know, right. but...
1: <laughs> but it was, uh, it, I mean, it was life changing for me too. And in, in that, um, this is a small tidbit I'll just share because I think it's important: is that uh, you know I was working so hard to really be a normal straight male at the time. I was still kind of going in that direction, um, so I didn't have. A, I had a lot of gay friends. I always had a lot of gay friends, but I didn't have a lot of trans friends you know like people who mm-hmm. really got me and i i had met some trans folks but it was never like a or a deep friend connection sometimes it would feel like a little forced or like oh we should be closer than we are and so you were really the you know by far like you get i feel like you get me more than anyone but my wife gets me in this world and and it's it's not just because of the trans story that that's combined but um like you really helped me to, um, to to take pride and be confident in being trans. So like you turned that dial for me, which I think is really interesting that we both yeah. did something. We, in- you
0: turned it for me. It's a, it's something we we've mm-hmm. got a thing for sure. But it's a people should know also. Well, we didn't start out like super chummy. So you know, great relationships. Cause, cause take time to grow people. But,
1: yeah, let me let me just capitalize on that for a second because when Lane was new at the school that that, that I worked at and I walked by Lane's office and said, Oh, hey, new guy and Lane was just like mm. and I was like, this Right ass. So uh Hi. let's just revisit that. Someone had some walls up. I was very friendly, <laughs> maybe too friendly. <laughs> right.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, yeah, you turned the dial. It was like a. It was like, oh, that no, it was. It was like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it was, and it not be and it wasn't you. It's not because of you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's certainly because of you. In terms of that moment, I needed to hear that at that time
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it was like, you know, and for you, I think like you just said, you needed to say it like that to somebody who would be all right and be like, yeah, you better say it, you know?
1: Yeah. But, you know, I almost didn't tell you. I I remember sitting on my porch steps and um, yep. I, we were just kind of getting in that territory and i'm like i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i yeah i can i can trust him okay we
0: weren't getting in that territory you you came out of a different territory we we might have been in a territory of like um trees and shrubs and you came with like the tropical storm (laughs) trees we weren't in any territory when you laid Uh, that one don't Don't try
1: it. Okay. Continue. Anyway, I remember having this internal struggle. And and for, like, gay folks and trans folks, we know those moments where we're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not. I'm going to do it. No, 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 I'm not going to do it anymore, right? And so I I think I went back and forth for a little bit. So it wasn't like I was, you know, out trans. I, you know, I I still had to learn how to come out trans. It was still always awkward, you know. So I think probably having several drinks that night (laughs) together helped a lot, (laughs) you know. But. Yeah, that was crazy. And and it was like I could just I could just be me after that and and um you know, that's crazy. And then you transitioned yep. so quickly. It was like there might've been a little bit of a window of still kind of some personal reflection and stuff. But then you were just like, boom, I'm doing it. I got my appointments. I got my doctors. Like you were, you were in, like you were like, like you had been trans your whole life and you're like public speaking. And I was like, man, I, I gotta step up (laughs) my game. Like Lane's passing me up. So you, so you know, in a lot of ways too, I I have to give a lot of credit back to you because you helped me to be comfortably out and proud to be trans because you were, you were in the game so fast. Um, so that's yeah, man. You know that's awesome. Yeah, man, and look at us now—the reconstructed man <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting because we've been talking about this since then. You know, of like how to help, um, how to help, yeah. how to help other people go through this because it's not easy, and there's so many pieces to the process, um, but there's beauty. At the end of the tunnel. Um, there really is. And you're a testament of that, and I'm a testament of that. And there's so many other people out there yep. that are have, have made it through some struggles. Not any of those people that we listed tonight have had it easy in their lives. Not one of them. And it's a series of, you know, painful experiences, door shut on your face, people telling you that you're wrong, people telling you it'll never happen. Every single one of those People that we listed tonight can share so many stories with you, uh, but everyone made it through and they made it through because there were people that they looked up to that were their role models that changed the way that they saw themselves in the world. Um, and I think it's, 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 you know, really important that not only at the show, but after the show, we, we all take stock and who came before us and whatever that means. And remember them and honor them and read about them and listen to their stories and ask them questions uh, because they are still there to help pave the way for all of us. I agree.
0: Yeah. I love this. I love the first. I think um, they're so important. I think we have so much time to keep, keep making first. You know, there's 50 states. There's a lot of offices. There's a lot of elections. And there's a lot of work to be done you know, what, what can we be the first at? And so I'm, I'm thankful for this episode. I'm thankful for our new vice president elect. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for my new t-shirt still. (laughs) Uh, but I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful that, that we got it, that we get to do this, you know, that these people came before us, that the kids that are going to come behind us. Right. And I'm thankful for you. So this Uh. is a good show. It's a good episode. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm super thankful for you as well. I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for this outlet. I'm thankful to have these conversations. Uh, and I'm also thankful that this rounds out leading up to next week, which is Trans Awareness Week. And so, um, yes, you know, a shout back out to all the people that paved that way for that to even happen. So next week's going to be a, a great show. Um, and um, we'll see what we talk about. So much yeah. more. So much more.
0: Well, and you know, November thirteenth and nineteenth, trans Gen, transgender awareness week leads all always leads up to November twentieth, which is transgender day of remembrance. Um, you know, we commemorate and kind of and remember all the people that we lost to violence over the last year. Uh, so, the big week starting November thirteenth, uh, just to raise awareness, make sure that we you know celebrate those that came before us. I'm excited about it. Doing some stuff at work, and uh, I think we should definitely. We'll think of something cool to do for the show for Trans Awareness Week. We'll get people aware. For sure.
1: For sure. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
0: Oh, you're so mellow. (laughs) We had a good talk. You let it out, I can tell. (laughs) You let it out.
1: It was it was a good talk. Um so yeah. So for everyone out there that's listening, I hope that this um was a night to, you know, just remember to be excited, to celebrate. And for those of you that might be struggling, that might be having a hard time, that might feel like there's no one out there, maybe you just came across this show, um, remember there's stories out there. So hang in there, do what you got to do to make it through. We're here for you um, and we're here to absolutely let you know that it's going to be all right and you got this. And there's people here waiting for you to celebrate too. So um, if anything, I just feel like it's important to give that message to the folks that are listening to us because there's a lot of folks that... I think um, before you start to hear those stories and before you start to have those role models, it can be real, real tough. Uh, but you're not alone at all. Great show. Um, uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Peace.
0: All right. And if you want to get in touch with us, make sure you send us an email at laneanddaniel at gmail dot com.
1: Lane We'd Daniel, love to hear from you. Daniel and Lane. <laughs> Lane and Daniel at gmail.com. you
0: know the story behind that did you ever reach out to them did you reach out to them i'm letting it go
1: i'm gonna let you just you know it have, sounds like you're letting victory. it go
0: I'm all right go. anyway mm-hmm. if you want to reach out to us we have an awesome email address laneanddaniel at gmail.com reach out to us uh otherwise be well take care of your families we'll talk to you next week yeah. Peace.
1: Yeah.